My name is Joanne Averson, and this is the podcast, Pain Removed, Performance Improved. And today we're going to talk about A for architecture, A for anatomy, A for alchemy, and A for archetype. Which sounds like a lot. But stay close because they've got a lot to do with each other. Thing is, we think about anatomy of the living body as fundamental to working out how pain happens, why pain happens, where pain happens, and what it's about. And one of the things that we're learning in 21st century anatomy with better technology to read the body and a better understanding of connective tissue is that our fabric, the stuff we're made of, commonly known as fascia, is in fact something that creates our living architecture. Now, how do we get from anatomy to architecture? Well, the point is this, your connective tissue connects everything, not just the big things to the other big things, but the tiny, tiny, tiny things, even within a cell, to the other things within that cell. And then that cell is connected to the other cells by what we call the substrate of the architecture. And then those cells are connected together to form an organ which has a membrane around it of connective tissue. And those organs all join together to form the organism. So that architecture goes from the organelles within the cell, from the cells that come together to form the organ, and from the organs that come together to form us. So our architecture is, if you like, the sum total of our anatomy, joined together, moving around as us. Now, here's the thing. We each move around uniquely. Paradoxically, that's what makes us all the same. Every single one of us is unique. Even identical twins have something that makes them unique and their personalities will be unique. There's no two things the same in nature, which means we're all unique, which is what makes us all the same. And to be honest, entering the world of fascia is literally a ticket to paradox. Or let's put it this way, if you don't buy the paradox ticket, you really will get in a twist about the fascia, because it embodies the paradox that what makes us all the same is that every single one of us is unique. Now that uniqueness is presented as our shape, and the posh name for shape in anatomy is morphology. So we all have our own morphology. So whether we're fat or thin, whether we're tall or short, they're all comparative statements. What's true is every single one of us has our own shape. We are shaped 
by our emotions. And by contrast, we discover deep into bodywork that we can actually shape our emotions. So what do I mean by that? Well, to put it simply, if you're feeling really miserable and unhappy or worried and concerned, you are more likely to frown or to round your shoulders or to wrap your arms around yourself or to slump downward. So the head would tend in that downward direction, just like a sunflower when there's no sunshine or there's insufficiency in its life needs. It tends to droop for whatever reason. So if we have what we would call in scientific terms a morphological tendency, negative emotions will make that shape tend to be downward facing and rounded forward. Now, the same morphology tells a different story when we're happy. We tend to look up. If the sun's shining, we're like little sunflowers turning our faces and our hearts towards the sun. So these are tendencies, they're not rules. It doesn't mean that every unhappy person is looking down and every happy person is looking up. But when you feel as if you're the victim of something, you don't often see a victim walking around with their heart out and their head up and their eyes shiny and a big smile on their face. And by the same token, when someone is successful and they feel victorious, you don't often see them hanging their head and drooping and they're not physical shapes that we naturally associate with expressing happiness. So that's where we get the idea that the shape we're in physically as an architecture is influenced over time by the shape we're in emotionally. And where that brings us to is the idea of archetypes or archetypal shapes. And the idea that our architecture is has an archetypal aspect can, let's give you an idea of that. For example, if you're watching the Olympics and you see a ribbon dancer or a gymnast, let's say a female gymnast, one of the tiny ones that can run on the beam and flip around the floor and do ribbon dances. You can imagine that they have uh, an architectural morphology, morphology or an archetypal morphology that is very upbeat and bouncy and springy and light and mobile and spring-loaded and animated. Now think of, for example, somebody doing shot put. They're going to have a different morphology. They're going to have an archetypal morphology that talks more about strength and more about power. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not agile and it doesn't mean that the ribbon dancer isn't powerful. But those archetypal natures are expressed differently in the different morphologies and the different morphologies express the different archetypes. So one of the things that we can say about our shape is that it's physically archetypal. And that's because the fascia has different archetypes. So 
we call it a scale. I call it a scale from Viking to jungle. So on one end of the scale, if you like, you've got the very strong body that's muscle bound and huge and handles cold temperatures very well because it's got a lot of meat on its bones, if you like. And at the other end of that spectrum, we have the jungle bunny, the sinewy body that can fold and move very, very quietly and wiggle. So that is a spectrum of not good or bad or right or wrong. There's just a spectrum with lots of subtleties in between those extremes that give us a clue about the best movement practices for somebody or their, what we might call their default pattern. So when as a body worker, a manual therapist or a movement teacher, you're working with somebody, it's really fabulous to know what we could call their fascial archetype or their connective tissue archetype, simply because it helps us to see where strengths and weaknesses in their system are best supported by certain practices. Then the other thing I said was alchemy. Now, before you laugh or groan or go, oh God, new age alchemy, Alchemy is a very simple uh, way of describing symbolically or we might say metaphorically or figuratively the way we turn the lead of our wounds into the gold of our gifts. That's Carolyn Mace's phrase. And I actually studied with Carolyn Mace for many years, um, traveling to Chicago mm, nearly 20 years ago about archetypes. And what I discovered in my manual therapy work and movement teaching was that we all have physical archetypes, but we also have psychological archetypes or what we could call psychosomatic archetypes, meaning the way we are is expressed in our form. And one of Carolyn Mace's phrases that I love the most is biology and biography are the same. And where that comes into this podcast so beautifully is that one of the things that helps hugely in understanding pain and why somebody sustains pain the particular way they do is because if we understand their archetypal shape, the shape they're in, it really helps to transform the way they tend to train or to optimise the best way for them to train to bring about a connective tissue pattern that favours their archetypal morphology, if that makes sense. So then they have the power to transform their own predispositions into the possibilities of more freedom to move or more optimal practices or better ways of improving their performance. So if we're doing the A to Z of fascia, which we'll look at over time, this podcast has really been about anatomy, architecture, archetypes, 
and alchemy. And I hope it's left you a little bit wiser as to why fascia is such a fascinating domain. Because for me, it's the interface where the soft tissue architecture is animated by our beingness. And if our beingness is upbeat and happy and inspired and sunny, our architecture will have a particular morphology versus if we spend too much of our time feeling sad or down or unhappy. And we actually have some power over that. That isn't to say that somebody who's got something to be sad about or they've been injured should just smile and get on with it. However, it does give us a sense that we have some power over our body shape and that we can alchemize that into a more optimal way for us at the time. And one of the keys we're going to consider in another episode is biotensegrity, but that takes us to be. I wish you well, take loving care of you, stay close, and thank you for joining me.